Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. All right, today we are continuing with our low-cost and no-cost prepping activities, and we're going to throw a lot of information at you today. If you're driving, keep both hands on the wheel. If you're sitting, grab you a pen, and you may want to make some notes on this, but we will put links in the show notes for each one of you to be able to go to the show notes to find the resources that we're going to be talking about today. Before we do that, though, want to share with you, want to congratulate our grandson, 12-year-old grandson. We went to his archery tournament yesterday, and he scored a personal high for his matches. Yes, he did a tremendous job. He was in a tournament yesterday and he scored a 249 out of a possible 300 and he's very new to archery. Yes, he's only been shooting about a month. Oh, he's just done terrific. So I And he's I, taken to it like a duck to water. He's so excited and he worked well with his team and he showed a cool head and clear thinking and a lot of training and very, very proud of him. Yeah, not only proud, I was very surprised at uh, the way he's able to control that thing. He had a very good overall day with that. And talking about archery, you know, that's a pretty good prepper skill to have for hunting, even for self-protection. It's very quiet. I've even known people to shoot an arrow into a fruit tree to bring the fruit down. Huh. Hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kind of like shooting an apple. Shooting an apple or oranges or whatever fruit grows on a tree. We'd like for you to read some online articles. Of course, we'd like for you to read our website, of course, practicalprepping.info. We've got a lot of good articles on there. There's a new one going on there tomorrow, and we try to update those regularly. So it's just some good reading, good information, and sometimes we share some additional resources there. But reading online articles is one of the things that you can do to advance your prepper life without having to spend any money. You know, there's something different for everyone. There's no one way to do prepping. And there's no one website or or information that's going to suit everyone. So like what we have done, we have listened to things and gleaned some information from the things that we know apply to us. Other things that don't necessarily apply to us, well, we just let that go and that's going to apply to somebody else. Right. There's there's some prepping subjects that we've not yet gotten into. And when we get into them on the podcast, we're going to have to bring on some expert guests because it's just not our wheelhouse. And it's some things we're trying to get into, but that we don't know enough yet about to be able to share with you. And just as an example, homesteading, we don't know a whole lot about that. And canning is one thing that we both want to learn to do is canning. These are some online articles that you can read. And here's some of the websites that we look at, read. Some of these have podcasts, and we'll share those with you in a minute. But PrepperWebsite.com. Again, that's PrepperWebsite.com. Todd Sepulveda does a great job of amassing articles on prepping from around the world. And there's pretty much any subject that you could want to read on there. And he's very solid with that. Another one that I like is the, is called TheSurvivalMom.com. Repeat, TheSurvivalMom.com. Dot com written from a viewpoint of a mom you know someone with kids and is a good prepper and is great with recipes canning 
kid care, the type of articles that are great for a family-oriented interest. And she got started because she was a mother and she saw where some things were going. Another one that I like is Prepper.com. They have a lot of good articles on there, as does M.D. Creekmore. M.D. Creekmore. Dot com. All one word. That's a place that you can get some solid information as well. Another one that's very good at uh, dispensing current event articles is entitled shtfplan.com. It can take your thinking into other directions, but I think it's good to broaden your mind and take a look at some things that might help you land on where your viewpoint may Right, go. And, and keep up with current events. Now, here's another one that we think about when we're looking at how to do something I remember when I first got a Glock and no idea how to take that thing apart and clean it. So where did I go to learn? But YouTube.com. I went to YouTube and was able to see step-by-step how to do that. And we do that with prepping as well. There are a lot of good, solid prepping channels on there. We're just going to mention three. These are three that I listen to or watch personally. MD Creekmore is one. Survival Dispatch, and Sensible Prepper. Now, Alan Key provides some very solid information. He's been doing this a long time. I think Alan's got over a 1,000 videos on there on YouTube.com. So watching YouTube videos is something that doesn't cost anything but a little bit of time. So it's a low-cost, no-cost prepping activity. Something else you can do is to observe and possibly even join some online prepping forums. There's so many out there that are internet available and they range from, you know, I guess the sublime to the ridiculous when it comes to prepping and thoughts about what we should be thinking, doing, and other, preparing for. Right, and, and other things that we do in here. I learned a lot about ham radio back in the day by reading ham radio forums or joining ham radio forums. Mm-hmm. There's There can be a lot of noise on some of these things, but most of the time there is some valuable exchange of information, and I think most of these folks and forums do try to present a neighborly, helpful attitude. Some folks are good neighbors and some folks maybe not so good, but give some online prepping forums a look. You know, walk around in there and see if it's for you. And ask questions. And if you have a question, seek a consensus. You know, you'll get some very good answers and you'll get some ridiculous. I remember the single mother on a limited income that said she wanted to start prepping and she didn't know how. And one of the posters told her that she needed to buy five acres out in the middle of nowhere. Well, if she's a single mother on a limited income, there's a better place to start than buying five acres out in the middle of nowhere, and that's maybe stocking up a little extra food to feed that other mouth. I think that that makes sort of common sense, you know. You're going to find a lot of these prepping forums on Facebook, on MeWe, Parlor, and Clout Hub. These are some of the social media sites where you find Prepper. And you can just go into the search bar and put in Prepper or Prepping, and these groups will appear. Right. And there are also some regional groups, and we're involved in a couple of those. And it's just issues that are germane to your particular location. For example, we're in one in the northern part of our state, and it's just people. Actually, we get to know each other. And we find more ways that we can meet up at things and 
lay eyeballs on each other. Yeah, it's a good way to just get to know some folks in your region and also share information. Uh, there's a young lady in the group that is an herbalist. Yes. She's very familiar with tinctures and concoctions made from natural essential oils and has been able to treat her family and illnesses. It's just phenomenal and a tremendous amount of knowledge. Very factual, very hard based in many, 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 many generations of use. And just to name one. That and I if found we, fascinating. If it gets to where we can't go to the drugstore or to the doctor, those herbalist remedies will be a very, very good benefit for preppers. Absolutely. Hey, listen, I just want to tell you about a couple of books that you need to add to your collection and give as gifts. I highly encourage that you go to Amazon and look up this title, Making Contact During Emergencies. This is information that may save your life or the life of someone you care about. If injured, lost, or found in a disaster or another type of emergency. This book was written by Mark and Krista Lolly. I'm Krista, and Mark is my husband. Book number two that we wrote that we're especially proud of and has gotten a lot of buzz is entitled Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This is a common sense guide on preparing for life's emergencies. And when we say practical prepping, we mean the type of emergencies you're going to find yourself in day in and day out. Car emergencies, dead batteries, flat tires, storm damage, the roof has gotten blown blown off. You find that you have no power, no electricity, no devices are working. These kinds of things are happening to somebody somewhere every single day. And we were astonished when we did a little research to find that a vast majority of people found themselves woefully unprepared for one or more of these types of emergencies. And particularly after this COVID year that we've experienced, I think a whole lot more of us are paying closer attention to things like grocery store supply chains, the ability to be able to buy gas, the ability to be able to move freely about, or what's going to happen if we do have to stay home for three weeks solid. Practical Prepping for Everyday People by Mark and Krista Lolly, also making contact during emergencies. Go to Amazon, look these up, add these to your collection. We sure appreciate it. Something else that we do and we encourage you to do, and it costs nothing unless you want to make a donation, and that's listen to podcasts. Naturally, we want you to listen to ours. Oh, absolutely. We want you to listen to ours. We're not the funniest. We try to be ourselves. We try to impart good information, cut through all of the fluff, and just get down to the heart of the matter. And click on subscribe if you haven't already. That would be Practical Prepping Podcast. PracticalPreppingPodcast.Buzzsprout.com is the direct link. Now, another one that Mark has mentioned is the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com, and that's with Todd Sepulveda. Right. He does the Prepper website, and he does Prepper Website Podcast. Todd will pick out each week one of the top articles that have been submitted to the website that week, and he'll go through that reading the article and making comments as he goes along. Now, these next two are not actually prepping websites or prepping podcasts. These are a couple of podcasts that I listen to and my daughter listens to, and one of them is Seven Good Minutes, and it's a daily self-help, and they're seven-minute podcasts, Seven Good Minutes, and another is The Mindset Mentor. Rob Dial Jr. does a daily podcast on mindset, 
and he covers quite a range of topics, and they are every one I pick up some little something about dealing with people, dealing with myself, dealing with issues. So the Mindset Mentor is another good one to do. Another fun one that's, that's entertaining to listen to is a couple of fellows called the Casual Preppers. They're hilarious. They're a couple of lifelong friends who've gotten together, and they do have some great information. Uh, a lot of times they just spend a lot of the time enjoying each other's company and uh, entertaining us, the listener. But there is some important information that does slip through. You can pick them up on casualpreppers.com. The next one that I listen to quite regularly is Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher, and that is Prepping 2.0. Actually, it's Prepping2-0.com. You can't put that dot in there. Everything is Prepping 2.0, but their website is Prepping 2-0.com. And Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher are both authors. They have put out quite a few good books. Now, there's another one that I listen to that is a prepping podcast, but he doesn't limit it to the things that we normally think about when it comes to prepping. And that is Jack Spearco with the Survival Podcast. Again, that's the Survival Podcast. Now, Jack did a post recently at the request of a number of people, including his wife. I can't give you the link to that because it's six lines of text here in my notes, but that will be linked from the show notes, and I would encourage you to go and listen to that. The basis of this, now Jack and his family live in Texas, And the snowstorms recently were not much of a thing to Jack and his family. And what they did, there were so many of their friends that were in trouble from all of this that even his wife was asking him, Jack, do a podcast on what it would have taken for people to have gotten through this snow without it being a thing And he does a very good job of just basic prepping and the things that would be needed for a person to have gotten through that snowstorm uh, there in Texas. So that will be linked in the podcast notes, and you can go and do that. And I encourage you to do that. Something else you can do is download ebooks or PDFs. There are a lot of free downloads that you can do, uh, searches you can do for like Kindle readers. If you want to download a book rather than buy a paperback or a hard copy, you can do a Kindle search on prepping or survival or any of those keywords, and you can find a large selection of different types of works. And Mark is going to go through a more comprehensive list of some of the things that he has found. Well, these are just some of my favorites. I enjoy reading post-apocalyptic literature. I realize it's fiction, and I realize that sometimes it's things happen that are just a little too convenient, and I realize that some things that happen on there are a little bit too far-fetched, but I pick up a tremendous amount of learning from that. Now, I remember the first fiction book that you read on prepping one second after. Such a good book that I started it on a Saturday morning and I ended it that Saturday night. I read the whole entire book in one day. And it'll open your eyes. One of the things with Krista is that she was very familiar with the area in North Carolina that that was set. So Mm -hmm. 
she'd be sitting over there reading. She says, I know where this is. I know where this is. Yes, he used actual locations to build a fictional story. Absolutely, and and did a great job. And that book, One Second After, available in print or on Kindle. And the author's name is William Fortune. We William not, Fortune. We hadn't mentioned that. One of my favorite authors is Bobby Acart, and I'm reading Nuclear Winter, the second book in the series of Nuclear Winter, right now. Now, the Blackout series was written by a guy that goes by A American. That's his nom de plume. Nom de plume. <laughs> a American. And that's the Blackout series. His his work is solid, as is Mark Goodwin. Anything by Mark Goodwin or Jack Hunt is very, very good. Some of that will keep you on the edge of your seat. And like Krista said a while ago, she started it that morning and it was so good. She stayed with it all day and finished it that night. We mentioned Glenn Tate a while ago from Prepping 2.0. He wrote the 299 Days series. That's a series of 10 books. And his wife, Shelby Gallagher, wrote the Great State series. She had uh, she put a lot of thought in what could happen, and what she did was she almost prophesied some of the things that we saw happening in the Portland takeover, in the occupation there, and the way things set up inside that with some of the personalities. You know, you wind up with certain people running the show, and she spelled out her fictional series in a way that just looks like it's set up from the pages of her book. Something else that you could consider doing, this is a bit more of an activity, but it can pay off later, and that is to create a printed prepping binder, you know, actual binder, notebook, three-ring binder, and you can copy some how-to articles and put in there lists and charts of things in printed form because just think there may come a time when no computer, no thumb drive, no cell phone, no device, no tablet, no Kindle reader, none of these electronic reading devices may be operational. What are you going to do? You've got to go back to simple pen and paper and reading. So create yourself a printed prepping binder and put some lists and charts in there. For example, the water purification formulas, how much of what you would need to purify and sanitize a gallon of water, and so on and so on. Most of the time, I think I remember that formula, how much bleach, and there's other ways to do it besides using bleach, and, and I'm talking about adding chemicals. There are other ways, but what is that formula? And I don't always remember that right off the top of my head, much less in a true prepping situation where stress would be a little higher and the memory would be a little shorter. Pull that book out, flip to it. Also, you may need to keep a list, and I'm a ham radio operator, and I don't remember these frequencies. There's a bunch of There's horrible. a bunch of frequencies in there for preppers. Now, we do list those in our book on page 186 on practical prepping for everyday people. Available on Amazon. <laughs> there is a list there of those frequencies that covers FRS, GMRS, ham radio, the ones that are generally used by preppers, the ones that are used by survivalists. And there's some other good information there. It at least lets you know where to start looking or listening after an SHTF situation. Something else that you can do is make digital backups for your binder. 
And this is where we're talking about, you you know, when you've got the opportunity now, don't wait till tomorrow to do this, do this today, is to make digital backups of documents, important documents that are very important to you. Things like our marriage license. License documents. Power of attorney. Insurance. insurance, Medical directive documents. You know, the types of things that may be very, very important to you. Put these on a thumb drive and make several copies. Carry some with you and keep some at home. We we keep those backed up on a couple of things. We've got a four terabyte external drive that we back up to. But what she's talking about putting them on a thumb drive – There's one in my bag, and I carry one in my pocket that has much of this information on it as well. can be very, very helpful. If he's in a situation where he can't maybe communicate and someone can find that thumb drive, they can at least help him, you know, and get some information. Right, and you can put PDFs on there that you might need. Another thing that you can put on there is photographs of valuables. Being in law enforcement, I know the value of having those things photographed as well as serial numbers of everything possible. We bought a new computer this last week, and we're going. I'm going to enter that serial number into the files that we carry and keep. Having those serial numbers over the years... I've had two guns stolen that were returned later because I was able to provide those serial numbers. So keep those in mind. We have added a way for our listeners who would like to support the podcast to do so. We love our coffee. So you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash practical prep and buy us a cup of coffee. Wink. That's buymeacoffee.com slash practical prep. Now, here's something that you can do, and that is search out mobile apps. My telephone and my tablet both have a number of good mobile apps. Uh, One thing that you definitely want to have is a good weather app, especially one that includes warnings that lets you know if you are in the Polygon. One that I use is Radar Scope, and there are others that will actually notify you if there is a warning issued and you're inside that polygon. A good weather program that includes the warnings, and I like a good radar program. That's one, that's the Radar Scope that I use that not only will give me the warnings, but also is a good detailed weather program that I can look at the not only the rainfall, but this particular one is even dual pole, so I can look at a lot more things there. Now, at home or on my laptop, I use GR Level 3, but then again, I'm a weather nerd. He is, big time. Another one that you want is a couple of good news apps. Now, I read news from both sides of the fence. I read news from the conservative side, and I read news from the liberal side. And the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. What else would you need? Well, you may want to also carry the uh, weather apps from your local TV broadcast stations as well. Something that's local to you or local to those that you care about. I even carry weather apps on my phone from North Carolina because I have loved ones there. And so I can get weather alerts 500 miles away just so that I can be informed and help them stay informed. And then that 
generates a text message or a phone call to make sure they are aware of what's going on as well. You can get a compass program. I have one on my phone. It's handy from time to time, but it does not negate the need for a physical compass in your bag. If you are out stuck trying to get home, there's nothing that beats that physical compass that you can hold in your hand and plot a map. But being able to just pull out a compass program on your phone helps from time to time. You'll often find that you have a, a small compass as well on your GPS and your maps program like Google Maps and Apple Maps and such as that. Something else you may want to consider, also an app that uh, both Mark and I use for each other, and it's called Life, L-I-F-E. 360. And what this does is give you a real-time plot of where someone's location is. As he's driving to or from work, I can pull up Live 360 and open it up and I can see where he is and then he can see where I am. And that's I, I, that gives me a lot of comfort and security to know that my husband knows where I am and I know where he is. Now, a couple of apps that you may want to have, one, two of them that could be usable in a disaster situation. One is the FEMA app. And another is the Red Cross app. Those will give you lots of information. A couple that I have on mine that I will use to read in some downtime, and I'm thinking like when I'm sitting in the waiting room at the doctor's office or something like that, is the Army Survival Handbook and the Outdoor Survival Guide. Both of those are good for just reading in downtime as well. And then for ham radio operators, there are a couple that I would recommend. One is a repeater book, especially if you travel. As you go, this will give you repeaters in the area that you're in, as well as giving you all of the data that you need to be able to connect to that repeater. And the other is Echolink, and we've talked about Echolink, but you can get an app for your telephone. And so this is an actual time that you can use ham radio from your telephone through Echolink. So there we've covered some things that you can do primarily to read and listen, to learn new skills, learn new information. And we hope that it's been beneficial to you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the podcast today, and please leave us a five-star review. That helps more people be able to hear this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. Email at info at practicalprepping.info, and our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.